Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up, what up? I'm your host, Downtown Boosie, recording late at night after another Bruins win against the Rangers. Holy shit, what a joke the Metro is compared to the Bruins. 14-0 against the Metro this season. You love to see it, but I'm joined by none other no, it's not Brett this week. It's my boy Adam Hurley out on the West Coast joining me late tonight. And uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you a few weeks ago at the Winter Classic. We've interacted a little bit on Twitter, and it's nice to finally put this together and collab on here and talk some Bruins hockey. What's going on, my man? What the fuck is up, guy? Not I'm uh... much. I'm I'm wicked excited to be here, bro. And, I, you know, I I am from California, but I got enough of that Boston in my blood to like to talk shit with the boys, especially when it comes to talking puck, dude. So, yeah, so that, I'm that's always what I, I wanted to wait till I um had you till we started rolling. I because I'm always curious when people hop on and they're out of state, like how mm-hmm. how someone I don't know if you're originally from California or not. Yeah. Um, how someone from who's living in California, a Bruins fan. Oh, dude, honestly, man, it's uh, I was born and raised here and like I, I'm kind of all over the place with my sports. Obviously, uh, the Giants are not too far down the road for baseball. So and I love going to ballparks. And so obviously, I, I think it it was easy to become a Giants fan. You know, Barry yep. Bonds hitting all them home runs into the, oh, dude, into the yeah. Bay all the time. That was just legendary shit. Saw a lot of big moments there. Uh, as when I, I think when I was like 10 years old and I was kind of trying to find myself as a sports fan, the Cowboys were winning the World Series or not in the World Series, the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls. And I was surrounded by Niners and Raider fans because I was on the North Coast, right? So it's yeah. like Oakland and San Francisco are like the closest metros. And uh, because I'm I'm in like the Redwoods in like Northern California, about 300 miles north of San Francisco on the coast. So like next is Oregon from me, like I'm two mi- 200 miles or no. Two hours from Oregon, not 200 miles. Anyway, I was getting across there. So, you, so anyway, uh, so you're closer to there than San Fran. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like yeah. my folks, my folks live about an hour and a half north of me. And then it's like another 20 minutes to Oregon from their house. So, oh, shit. Um, so anyway, uh, I chose the Cowboys just to piss everybody off at the time. Like, t- I, I guess initially as a 10 year old, I was trolling people, you know, just being a Cowboys <laughs> yeah. fan because they, they, they fucking hated them. You know what I mean? And then they're winning Super Bowls and shit. So the way the Bruins happened was um, I didn't grow up. uh, I did not grow up in like a hockey culture. I did not grow up like with ice ponds and frozen lakes and shit like that. None of us even knew how to fucking skate, dude. Like we (laughs) like like the closest we got to playing hockey was like Wayne's World style, you know, car game on and all that stuff just in our tennis shoes. We weren't even skating. And so uh, we 
I had always wanted to get into it. And I, I like, I tried to like watch the sharks here and there and like kind of get into that. And what I always had a hard time with is I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to like stats and players and records and history and stuff. And I couldn't remember anybody's name because it's a lot of foreign based players. Right. So like, it's a lot of like names that are hard to spell and remember and talk about or pronounce even. And so hockey just never stuck with me the way that the other three sports like major sports really did. And then uh, my buddy grew up in Linfield mass and he lives out here now on the West coast, but we met at work and we worked together for several years. And then we became like super good friends. And I called him up one day in like 2017. And I said, dude, I want to go to Fenway park. I've always wanted to go to Fenway. It was like, it was a long time dream for me to get out there and see a Red Sox game. And, uh, he, he was like, Oh dude, I'm going this summer. I'm not taking my kids. I'm just going to like my buddy's wedding. Like I have a, a wedding to go to in, in Rhode Island. Like, why don't you just come along with me and we'll go to Fenway. And so we went out there, spent a few, like a long weekend, hung out with his folks and his brothers and shit. And I kind of got adopted by the family and I was just blown away, dude. I'm at Fenway park on like a Sunday afternoon. It's like 93 degrees outside <laughs> the Bruins. The Bruins season's been fucking done. Yeah, for like a month, you know, I don't I don't remember how early they got bounced that year, but because I wasn't paying too much attention at the time, but like they got bounced early in the playoffs and there were guys like wearing full on Bruins, like black hockey sweaters in the heat of the summer sun. Jesus. And I and I go to my I turn to my buddy and I'm like, dude, like the Bruins are a big fucking deal, aren't they? He goes the biggest, like the biggest, like there's motherfuckers that would trade every single Tom Brady Super Bowl for one Stanley Cup. I swear oh, to God, yeah. they would just hand them over and say, here, you can have these back. Yeah. I want the cup, you know? And I'm like, I oh, believe yeah. it, dude. I believe it. I was like deep in the fucking culture at that point. And so when I came home, I started paying attention to like hockey just in general. And I started telling Eric, that's my friend. I was like, dude, I think I'm going to be getting more into hockey, man. Like, it seems like a fun thing to try to get into at this stage yeah. of life, you know? And he's no, like, for dude, sure. for sure. He's like, first thing you got to do is buy a sweater. And so he starts sending me links to all these fucking jerseys. And I'm yeah. like, I notice a trend. And then he starts sending me highlights, like little highlight videos. Watch this, dude. This shit happened last night. It was crazy. Yeah. So then I notice I'm like, so I hit him up one day and I'm like, dude, are you like wanting me to watch hockey? Or are you grooming me into a Bruins fan? And he's like, oh, you're getting fucking groomed, bro. <laughs> and so like, I just became like this crazy, like, dedicated to the bees like hockey fan and then yeah. i met like another friend right here at like the local applebee's i walked in one night during the playoffs and like the game had just gotten over we beat the caps in overtime yeah and he was wearing a posternock jersey and he reaches over and gives me like a fist bump he's like we got that <laughs> win bro he grew up in fucking haverhill right no like shit. it's just like I, he's out here on the west coast like he met the girl of his dreams and moved yep. out here to fucking yeah. marry her dude you know what i mean like it's crazy that is why and uh so yeah as soon as that winter classic got announced and, it, and you know and i and i already have like a love for fenway park so i was like i gotta be there that's like something i gotta go to so yeah, that's kind exactly. of the story of how i became a bruins fan no shit that's wild man because it's like it's crazy how like i you you told me you were listening to uh last week's episode when oh for sure i had um 
I I met my friends Don and Leanne who are over yeah. from England, and it's just like it's crazy how worldwide the Bruins are because. If you look at the sport itself worldwide, it's not the biggest sport, especially no, I mean, over in England. And, you know, a kid growing up in California, it's like For it's sure. kind of hard to grow the game over there, too. Very hard. Excuse me. Not so many rinks. So it's like it's cool to see. And that's one of the best things I've really enjoyed about Twitter is, excuse me, Jesus, the interactions, um, the interactions, the people I've met, the friends I've gained from it, because I ran into you at the Winter Classic. I was with Danny, aka Sway Daddy, and, and I met. I her saw her out of the camp. corner of my eye. Yeah, and like I'm just walking by. I see her out of the corner of my eye. Not to cut you off, but like I see her, and the reason I recognize her is that fucking satin jacket that she had yeah. a complete yeah. meltdown over on Twitter. And so, yeah. like, just to shout out, like the Twitter Bruins family is like so much fun it like makes opening that app every day kind of worth it because otherwise that shit's garbage and i can't stand twitter but like yeah like just chatting with bruins fans and like there's that one girl lauren the big bruins energy chick she like is always going fucking hard dude and like i just like adore watching her like play by play of the shit that's happening during games and stuff which is yeah. another fun part about being out here on the west coast is like it's only like four or five o'clock while you guys are all chatting yeah exactly and She's from like, God, if she listens, she's going to kill me. If Not that I ever really confirmed where she's from, but she's from like Nebraska or some shit. Like, yeah, she's like from the country, I think. Yeah, yeah. she's somewhere in the country for sure. So I'm definitely wondering how the hell she's a Bruins fan. You got to get her on the show and figure that out. That's crazy. Yeah, she's she's like my fucking favorite. Her energy is like hilarious. Yeah. Dude, she's the best. And she's she, talking about getting stoned all the time and everything. Yeah. And it's like, I love this girl, dude. She's my favorite. And then yeah. and and I'm like being genuine about it. I'm not like being like the weird guy in California that like sees the cute girl on Twitter or whatever. It's just like <laughs> her passion for like fucking Bruins hockey, dude. My favorite. And then Danny too, like losing her shit over that satin jacket. Like for me to just yeah. walk by and catch that out of the corner of my eye. And then I'm talking to you and I'm like, oh, that's the podcast guy. I've like listened to that guy's podcast. That's yeah. crazy. You know, that's pretty it, funny, no, it's dude. crazy how small of a world it is. And you're right. It the, really is. The Twitter Bruins family is like and it's strictly like the Twitter Bruins family. It's not Bruins fans on Twitter because a lot of those people can suck ass. It's oh, a Twitter, for it's, sure. It's it's the like little not little because it's kind of like a giant circle. But like it's you know yeah. it's it's just been great interacting. Like I have some people that I like every day when I open the app, it feels like I interact with them all the time. That's how I met Brett, who's like my unofficial official co-host, and he's For sure. a great fucking dude who lives up in Canada. And we just like he sounds like it. Yeah, he sounds like a good dude. Yeah, yeah, he's just like pure and genuine. So it's like nice to like meet people like that who just want to talk Bruins hockey. Like that's how you and me, like we met each Mm -hmm. other at the winter classic. And then we kind of, you know, talked after that and we made this happen and it's, you know, it's been fun. It's, it's certainly been fun because you're like, it's getting to the point, like you're one of the many cool people that I've met off Twitter. You know, I met Mark off Twitter who's who owns the black and gold productions LLC and the host of the black and gold hockey podcast. He's a great fucking dude. And like, he's always, he added, he added you to his lineup. Is that kind of, yeah. Yeah. So when, when I had my old podcast, when I had my old podcast, we were part of it and then I left and then they kind of got dropped because they just stopped recording. And then, when I made my new one, I joined him again, and 
it's been great. He's he's a great That's dude. Awesome. Always always good to me. Uh, always understanding too if I can't like record or whatever because you know life gets in the way. He's a sure does man, cool dude. So I I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of cool people. So it's definitely nice to like someone you know just like I I've met I I've talked to Canadians. I've talked to people from England who are Bruins fans. So to hear someone from California who's like born and raised in California to be a Bruins fan and you know just kind of how it all happened is pretty fucking wild because it's like dude it is you picked like, every any team i mean any you team. some teams out there so it's like you could pick any honestly team. like the push when i was a kid it was like as an in the 90s like the sharks they were like everything they looked really cool they had that yeah. teal color they had like a kind of a really cartoony logo with that big cartoon shark and, and like 2017 2016 whatever like they those were, were good. some prime yeah they were good they were so good. it's like it could have it could have been damn easy to hop on that bandwagon and kind of just become sure. a fan ever since then. But luckily I, but for I, you I after what's that? Oh, I was just going to tell you, like when it comes to like other sports, like baseball and stuff, like I've gotten a lot of people into baseball and the giants at the same time. So I think it also yeah. just takes like one of those fans, like one of those people that really cares about it a lot. And then like they, I, I, I use the term grooming like really, really softly. And I don't yeah. mean to use like a sensitive term, but like, it is kind of like a joke. Like he didn't want me to become a hockey fan. He wanted me to watch the Bruins with him. He wanted to be able to talk hockey with his buddy. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, and I'm like, dude, I got all these moments that come up with baseball and he's not, he's not baseball guy at all. And I get all these moments that pop up that I can't really like be chatty about with him because he doesn't get it the way that I do. So like, for us to have this Bruins connection. And then yeah. of course it, that extends to like his brothers that live out, out in new England, you know, they yeah. all live in Linfield still. And then for me to walk in to Applebee's and meet <laughs> that guy. And he yeah. wouldn't have known. He would not have known that I was a Bruins fan. Had I not had my backpack on that had a Bruins like spoke to be patch, like a crest yeah. sewn on. Like my mom sewed this fucking thing on there for me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he saw that. Cause I, I brought it in. Cause I don't like leaving like my MacBook and my iPad and shit in the car, in the parking yep. lot, you know? And so I brought it into the, to the bar with me and he like, he hands, he reaches over to give me that fist bump. And I'm like, how the, f I'm not even wearing any gear. Oh, my backpack. And he saw the, yeah. Cause he's like, we got that win. And so like that guy and I, became like bfs like we're still yeah. like wicked good friends today he was he was mega sad that he couldn't come to the winter classic like him and i talked about it all year yeah. long and then like work uh changed at the last like few months before the event for him and so he like started a new gig and like couldn't really like expect them to let him take off and go to boston for the new year's holiday yeah kind of, a kind of a busy time for like the job he jumped into and so like, yeah his dad his dad has season tickets to the garden. And so like when I went out there and I went to the new year's Eve, to, like matinee game against the Sabres. Okay. Yeah. I, I bought tickets from his dad. So like, it Oh, was cool. nice. It's good times, man. Yeah. That, that's pretty sick, man. That's awesome. It's, and, and it's awesome that you got to like, enjoy your time thoroughly. Enjoy your time Absolutely. too. When Absolutely. I know you were dealing with some business stuff over here too, when you stopped by. So that's oh, awesome. Sure. It's, it's crazy how the world works. And, out of all fucking places, Twitter is like where you meet some cool people. Where it, it is, it it's is such a cesspool majority of the time. But fuck, man, it's like it, we're very fortunate. Like I said, without the Bruins family, I don't know if I would open that app daily. I'd probably open it like if I needed to find something out, like a like another piece of sports information or something. Yeah, because it is 
Twitter has always been keepable in my in terms of like keeping my account active. Like it's always yep. been keepable for instant news. Like it's it's always yeah. like the place to find. Like if you hear a rumor about something, all you got to do is go see if it's trending, and then you can read all about it, and you can decipher what is real and what is bullshit. Yeah, and it's pretty easy to like pick that stuff apart, especially yep. like. When the bullshit is easy to find when all the people responding to it are outraged about something that doesn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. to them. It's like I if know. you see a bunch of outrage, you're probably reading some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, exactly. That's what's we live, like we live in this I, shock culture, you know. I only used it before what during football season to follow Adam Schefter. I didn't even have Set like a real account. Yeah. yeah, to help with yeah, my fantasy, fantasy lineups. sports for sure. Yeah. So then but then when I started podcasting, I really like started to pay attention to Twitter after a few months of being it or like a month or two into being podcasting. And that's how I met Mark. And yeah. it kind of just like took off. I'm I, we, I just kept meeting awesome people. And when it I transitioned is, yeah. to my old, my new one in the, my, my, my own podcast, you know, I, 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 they interacted with me, like nothing happened. Like everything was cool. Like, I mean, not that like, anything bad happened i just left the podcast and i thought i was done but then it's like you a, know. it's like a like a soft breakup you 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 know what i mean like you gotta make sure it's not awkward going into the future like, yeah yeah so but that, no that, it was it was cool it's it's you know what's funny is awesome. the the reason i was even walking your direction like where you guys where i met up with you guys like i was only going that direction because um, there was some sort of tweet earlier in the day, like that morning, that there was going to be kind of like a Twitter family, Twitter Bruins family meetup around the Tessie. Oh, I, I remember you, know? you saying that. Yeah, yeah. And I and so when you and Danny were standing there and I saw her out of the corner of my eye, I was like, oh, shit, I definitely know who that girl is. I couldn't remember her name right off the top of my head. But like, yeah, Um, I tried to like I was trying to remember her her handle sway daddy and i couldn't yeah. remember it and i like totally called her the wrong thing but like figured out that i definitely did know who it was and then talking to you that's the only reason i was going that direction is because i was like you know what there's no reason to walk over there otherwise i was all the way out in the fucking bleachers by like you know the tnt yeah like like podium thing yeah where and they so were was, yeah 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 i was like right behind them in terms of my seat so um yeah I, I had no other reason to walk over there other than possibly trying to stumble across some Twitter people. And I totally happened yeah, by did, accident yeah. still, even though I was good, you guys weren't there for any sort of specific meetup. So even though like I met you there, it was just an accident that you were there. <laughs> yeah, like no, it's funny. it's funny because yeah. I wasn't even like, we weren't even with uh, Danny and Ben. We were just like, we were going to walk around a little bit and like, go get a beer uh somewhere else where and like you know maybe go to the bathroom probably and just walk around and see what was going on and then we saw danny and ben and we're like oh shit and then we see luchador and his girlfriend show up and like the, well they showed up after you i don't know if you got to meet luchador but i saw no, but you. i've definitely seen pictures that have circulated for sure yeah yeah so and there were other people because i remember the picture we took i'm like but by then i was fucking gonzo and i was gonzo Dude, you were hammered game. you were <laughs> fucking hammered bro dude i you was know, by the way speaking about being hammered what pisses me off you know what sucks about being on the west coast is they come out with something awesome like wicked hazy sam adams wicked hazy and i'm super yeah. into the hazy beers yeah and they don't fucking ship it out west man like the only time i've been able to have it was when i was out there Oh, no like, shit, really? I got to, like, travel to drink a pretty basic-ass beer, you know what I mean? That's but, like, fucking, it was good. That's weird, because Sam Adams is just, like, 
They're huge. Really popular. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking bizarre. But but yeah, so I'm drinking a Boston lager as a uh, tribute to the there you go. to the Only Bruins podcast, man. Well, speaking of Boston and Only Bruins, we're Fuck here yeah. for one specific fucking reason, and it's the Boston fucking Bruins. And we're coming off another big win for the Bruins. Another Bruins are six and one when it comes to uh back playing on the back the second game of a back to back. And which is unfucking believable, by the unbelievable. Way. Like, and ne- never mind their record and like uh, all back these to like, backs usually terrify me. Yeah, and yeah. Never mind that. Two of our back to backs were against the New Jersey Devils, who were a hot team for a while, mm-hmm. and we still took care of business of them. And fuck them. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm starting to feel like a broken record here. I say it every week. Like this team is just an absolute wagon. Like this, it's hard to find things to really nitpick about this team, try to find any negatives in this team because there mm-hmm. are like really none because like the one negative I would have year in and year out was Connor Clifton. And I haven't mm-hmm. been able to say a bad thing about him this season. And of no, course you get a fucking like snipe. You spent like five or 10 minutes talking about him on the last episode. Like, yeah, I talking really about enjoyed how that because I, I love Connor Clifton. I've yeah, yeah. I was him. one of the few people who like couldn't stand him. And now I'm like, I love Clifton. Not only that, Connor Clifton took like 10, 15 minutes out of his time to talk to my friends Donnie and Leanne that I was telling you about from England when they mm-hmm. ran into him at a bar like that, so which cool, is dude. fucking cool of him. So it's just like and that's what's awesome about hockey players themselves. They're just like they're the most down to earth athletes that you'll ever meet. 100 percent. They're fucking they're they're goons and they know it. They like shouldn't be popular, but they're good yeah. at hitting a puck with a stick. And so like for and they're good on skates. So for some reason, people want to talk to them. And they're yeah. usually like not the same kind of athletes that go into like basketball or like the other look at me sports like baseball where you yeah. can, like, hit a home run and flip your bat, which I love all that shit. But like mm-hmm. you can really promote yourself in those sports and like yeah. hockey. It always every single team that wins the fucking Stanley Cup is a team through and through. So like there's never just like one guy that carries them like some guy. Some teams have definitely hoisted that cup because their fucking goalie was lights out. But like in terms of the skaters, dude, they really there's a there's so much they're doing together to make shit work. Yeah. And that's what you don't you don't have Tom Brady out there fucking like like making all the right moves by himself to get another Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking Bruins, you know? No, it's a, it's a team effort. And like the, you're really seeing them gel together this year. And I said it like, like prior to the start of the season, when I first within my first few episodes, like there was something in the air about this team before the season even started. Like the fact that Krejci came back, Jim Montgomery, just getting his like second chance. And, what he did when he was with St. Louis after coming back from dealing with his problems and how I successful love Monty. he was there. I love him. Great guy. And, and I he, liked Bruce Cassidy a lot. I was not really like high no, on I did them too. firing him, but like the result of that firing has turned out to be so magical that I can't even imagine what Bruce would do with this exact team. I can't even imagine like we would not be 36 and five or whatever no. it is. You know what I mean? And, like, and you got to wonder, is is are certain players that are thriving under Monty, like guys like Connor Clifton, who just really struggled sure. at times under Cassidy's system, Absolutely. under Cassidy's wing, and DeBrusque, obviously. I mean, we don't have to get into oh. that whole thing, but yeah, he like wanted out. He wanted yeah. out last year. 
he was yeah ready to and move on. he's yeah. he's never said it i mean i know one of the reasons was because he wasn't sure where he was gonna be in this line after they re-signed hall and like it sounded like with cassidy he was just he just kept going down the depth chart and mm-hmm. whatnot and they finally made it work with him and they get the new coach they get monty monty's just a player's coach and you love it because monty will admit he's like sometimes i just know and let's let's be real too montgomery is is a lucky guy for the situation he's in too Oh, for um, sure. not for sure. not to take anything away from him he's a hell of a no. coach and he reads the room great um but he's very fortunate and lucky to have guys like felino and and oh. uh Uncle Nick, Uncle Nick, that Winter Classic <laughs> fucking clip you saw of him in the locker room. Oh, oh chill, oh. baby, chill. Bro, let me let me tell you something about Monty. I was actually having this conversation just to interject really quick here. There, I was having this conversation with that same fan friend that got me into the Bruins originally from Linfield, and we were talking about. I said, "Dude, you've been a Boston sports fan your whole life. Uh, do can you think of another time?" where a coach got off to a better start in that fucking city, dude. Yeah. Like, like, that's the thing. Like, that's the other layer to it, man. It's not just getting off to a good start with your new team. It's getting off to a good start with a team in the Boston, like, title town era, right? Yeah. And, like, you're in that fucking vein, but you're also coaching and leading the team that means more to that city than any of their other teams, which have also had legendary runs in the past. Like, yeah, they play in the same building as the fucking Celtics who used to like have like their zip code was the NBA finals or the championship. They were just in the finals last year. So it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. They play in the same building and they've consistently over the years, even with bad teams, when the Celtics were bad and the Bruins were bad in the mid nineties, the Bruins still outdrew the Celtics. Yeah, even a, even a bad team brought people to the building because like, yep. and I've and I've done my research to find out like why this like passion goes so deep for this team. So I'm not like, oh, I just started watching them five or six years ago and like I know everything about them now. I just like I know that when I was a kid they weren't good. Like the yeah. Bruins weren't like a team that got talked about. And yeah. so all I had to do was go back and look at some of their heartbreaking like situations they had. Like. Dude, even in the mid 2000s, like losing Thornton, like he goes on and like becomes uh, like an MVP yeah. with 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 the Sharks, but they don't win anything. Because no, they don't. They couldn't put like a championship team together. And so Jim Montgomery taking over this particular team after years and years and years in the playoffs. Like, I can't think of another time where like a guy got off to a better coaching start in that fucking not even Bill Belichick. He struggled no. for two years before they won anything. And not only that. Monty came into a situation. I mean, like this is old news, obviously, but he came into a situation where you didn't have some star players. You didn't have Marshan. You didn't have your one of your best wingers. You didn't have your best defensemen. I mean, oh, it, dude, you weren't sure what you had with Taylor Hall. You weren't sure what you had with Linus Olmark. Yeah, like no, we you thought. Sure. We thought Sway was the way as of like, as thought, of the way things played out last year. I thought for sure, um, Olmark was. I 100% thought Allmark was going to be better this year because it is tough as a goaltender, especially coming from a team like Buffalo. It, it just adjusting. It does take a while. He's a guy who has a family, and he's got kind yeah. of a wild past too. Uh, not yeah. no, just family history and like just the shit right. that he's had to deal with. And so like it does take a little bit to adjust. And obviously, you saw towards the end of last season, he really started to pick it up. 
And I just like I knew he was going to be better than how he played last year. And I, yeah, but I did not expect him to be this fucking good this year. I mean, this Dude, guy. did you did you think he'd be Vesna good, though? Like, no, I didn't. I, didn't. I, I I thought he would hold down the fort pretty well between the yeah, tandem that yeah. we had. I thought it would be good enough. It's I thought the tandem. I thought the tandem was going to get us to at least another higher seed playoff berth, like a like a top four seed playoff berth. I didn't think yeah. that they would literally be one of the best teams we've seen in the last thirty years. Like there hasn't been a team take the ice for this amount of games to start a season in the last thirty or something years that has been yeah. this good. It's they're scary off how to good like they are. They're off to like a freaking 72 and 10 Bulls season, dude. Like, you yeah. know, like I remember how big of a deal that was. And like, I think the bull, I was thinking about this tonight. I was like, that's a good comparison because you don't want to really use the 73 and nine uh, Warriors because they didn't finish the job. But like the Bulls and the Bulls, even though the Warriors got the record by one game, they are not the best team that's ever taken the court in the NBA. That 95, 96 Bulls team was like, murderers row like it was like the 27 yankees bro it was like that yeah. fucking good and and that well coached that's the other thing is like it was so well coached and and it's not surprising that a guy like steve kerr was able to do the same thing with the warriors as he comes from phil jackson's tree yeah, comes right? from, so like, yeah. but um it's a whole different nba now you know it's like now it's how many threes you can hit in a game without missing too many instead yeah. of like pushing guys around and throwing them on their ass and like being tough, like those old Celtics teams. So like that bulls team, I compare that to like the run that the Bruins are on right now. It just feels like it feels like it's happening because it's supposed to be happening. It's not happening because some sort of fluke. It's not happening because we're getting like super lucky night in and night out. We're fucking killing teams, dude. We're like averaging three, four five goals a game to begin the season. Yeah. And like, Scoring one or two is like kind of shocking. Have they lost two in a row in regulation this year? I don't think they have. No, they haven't. The, not they, not think, just regulation. I don't think they've lost two in a row at all. Like, yeah, I I, I don't. That's kind I of been not, their motto this year. I was thinking about this on the way home to record this podcast. I was on my way home from the office and I was trying to think, have they lost two in a row? Because that'd be a good point to make if we're going to talk about how much success they're really having. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, two in a row would feel like a fucking skid at this point, dude. Like, oh, like God, <laughs> I know it's Twitter all would just, erupt. It's all just like one loss here and there, dude. And what's funny is we played like shit in the preseason. I was watching preseason games and I was like, oh, fuck, dude, we're doomed. Yeah. And this, it, it this, was like nothing special. Or whatever. Like you, di you didn't really know what to expect. At, at the beginning of the season, you were hoping to tread water and they did more yeah. of that. They did way more than that, obviously. And they've just like really been thriving and like there's just they have a lot of reasons to play for each other this season and they you're do. seeing it i i it's just so different than other seasons um the worst they've done just to jump in really quick the worst they've done is two out of three they lost the shootout to the vegas golden knights at home which was yep. the game we well, that was when we came back three nothing um, I'll never forget that game because I bought my winter classic jersey while I was watching that game. I was at then, that game and I bought a winter classic uh jersey. Well, hey, look yeah. At that, look at that. <laughs> uh so they lost that, then they went and they beat Colorado on the road, and then we lost that weird game to Arizona that we shouldn't have had oh, any business geez, even that, being close. Yeah, on that yeah. no call icing or whatever bullshit. So yeah, that's the that's the worst, is two out of three. I mean, I'll take it, dude. 
I'll no, take hell it. Yeah. I mean, we we just played the we just played the Rangers who had lost six in a row before they finally got a win, and then we just beat them again. You know yeah, what I mean? Like now they're back to where they fucking basically. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> I fucking yeah. hate the Rangers. I'm so glad. The rags. The rags. And, dude. and the fact that the Bruins are 14 and 0 against the Metro is Ugh. fucking bananas, especially when they get so a, good. a team like Carolina there, New Jersey, of how they've been playing this season. Washington and Pitt don't really surprise me with where they're just older teams. Uh, it was obviously looking scary at the Winter Classic for a little bit, but there's just so much going yeah. right for this team right now. But they're. Yeah, there, there's such thing as puck luck, but you also have to create your own puck luck. And that's by not giving up on plays, by not cheating. They don't cheat on anything. They nope. they work hard and they eventually get that puck luck sometimes. Like, you know, the Winter Classic game when DeBrus got those two goals is hard work that got them that puck luck. And it just doesn't. It's not going to just come to them because they're that talented. They're working their ass off for it, night in and night out. Mm-hmm. And. It's it's a complete team from top to bottom. Everyone's doing something. I mean, everyone's contributing. Everyone's contributing. Everyone. What game? AJ Greer scored what Saturday? Was it Saturday against Toronto? Was that the game he fucking? Scored? I think it was that game because yeah, because yeah, Toronto were, opened up the. Score they were wearing line. they were wearing the Winter Classics on Saturday, and he scored in that jersey. I know for sure because I just saw the highlight again the other day when I was doing yeah. Something else. I'm looking real quick. Yeah. I know Bergeron possibly. Yeah. McAvoy got the final go ahead in that game, but Greer. Grizz- Grizzlick. But... Oh, Grizzlick. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. So Grizzlick got the go ahead. Um, yeah. Greer but, got the yeah, third. Greer, Greer got, yeah. Greer scored. But yeah, I, I, I love the top to bottom production that we're getting. I love that, like, the guys that the guys that we've always kind of felt could be better have stepped up, like Jake DeBrusque. Unfortunately, he's injured right now, but like, like I flew all the way to fucking Fenway, like to Boston and went to Fenway Park for the Winter Classic. And Jake DeBrusque made that like holy for me. You know what I mean? Like by himself, made, basically. like basically made the whole trip fucking worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, being in that atmosphere was fun. And obviously I had the other purposes of being in New England. But yeah. like, um, which is funny because when the Winter Classic got announced, I like reached out to my producer and I was like, yo, dude. Let's schedule a recording session like around New Year's if we can, because I'm definitely coming out there for the win for the Winter Classic. Because yeah. this project, this music project that I'm working on, I actually started it before COVID, before the pandemic shut everything down, and so it's just kind of dragged out for the last uh, two and a half, three years. Yeah. And I've been trying to get back out there and finish my parts of the recording sessions so that we can, you know, get a final product. But I definitely didn't think that when I went out there in 2020 to record the first time i did not think that the next time i'd be back it'd be for the winter classic yeah that's wild i I just love i just love the city i love coming to boston i have a million reasons to come out there just to hang out you know what i mean like i don't really i don't need like an event to be happening no boston uh, boston's beautiful like all time i like at all times of the year i tell people i tell people all the time it's my spirit city i fucking love that place dude yeah first day let me tell you a little quick story first day i was ever watch walking in boston first time i was ever ever there i've been wanting to go my whole life i've always known like boston guy is like a thing you yep. know what i mean like that's like yeah. a type of guy i've always known that boston sports fan is like my favorite sports fan because they don't give a shit about yeah. anybody and they don't care about your feelings like fuck you you're a bum but like yep. uh yeah like you know tom brady leaves town he's a fucking bum who needs him you yeah, know yeah bill bill belichick won all them fucking super bowls you know yeah but uh 
no, like I've always wanted to go to Boston. And so people were like, oh, dude, before you go out, are you going to work on your accent? You know, and I'm like, bro, I'm going to fucking fit right in, kid. You don't even know, bro. I'm just going to go to fucking Duncan two or three times a day. Who gives a fuck, you know? And so I'm walking down kind of in the marina area down by like the aquarium or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm walking down there and I and I run. I I, I come across this person who's walking this little dog and I don't see the dog and I kind of like twist and trip around the dog like this little tiny fucking pocket puppy you know yeah and and i'm like and out here i live in a pretty liberal kind of like like uh like hippie area like like they love their animals out here you know what I yeah mean? like and so if you did that shit in like the fucking arcada plaza where i live like near where i live someone would be calling the cops because you endangered their animal or you oh abused it or something like that and all i did was trip over their fucking leash you know and so like, hey, I so I, I turn around thinking I'm at home and I'm like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to trip over your dog there. <laughs> and he's like, don't even fucking worry about it, guy. It's a goddamn dog. It shouldn't have been in your fucking way. You know? <laughs> and I'm just, I'm like, I love this place, dude. Yeah. I fucking love this place because that is exactly what I always thought it was going to be. And then within the first 15 minutes of me walking the, the streets of this city, something like that happened. And I yeah. get to hold on to that forever. And you could tell this guy was definitely not happy. He was walking this dog, probably got like a piece of ass the night before and had to go walk this fucking dog. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And so, and so like, you could tell he was miserable too. He's like, you want the fucking thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So, dude. I love that place. Definitely my spirit city, bro. Like I just, and so becoming a Bruins fan was really easy for me because I've always loved Boston sports fan. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone gives Boston sports fan like a bad rap. Like you guys are del- like, everyone's delusional in that fan base or whatever. And like, no, it's not like they're fucking hilarious, dude. And they don't care about your feelings. And that's the best part. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't give a shit. Like yeah. uh, that's, that's one of the great things is like, especially this Bruins community family is oh, like, sure as soon as someone's like on the fucking shit list, like we all like fucking join in <laughs> like Michael yeah. Bunting from uh Saturday from when yeah. he was like hacking away and trying to be a pest and whatnot. Yeah. Now he's just on everyone's shit list and we all fucking just Tom game. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Tom Wilson. Yeah. Fucking obviously Matt cook, like shit bags like that. It's Dude, um, Jari and uh, Bennington. Those fuckers. Oh bro. God. We all lo- love to shit on Bennington. Even, I mean, he he got the last laugh at us, but we're, we'll always shit on him. It's very comforting, and it's it's yeah. just nice seeing him fucking suck because he he truly got lucky that year, got a got a good run, and is we don't have to dive into that. But it's there was um, people there was people after the Winter Classic saying, "Oh, congratulations, you guys basically came back on like a third string goalie or whatever," and it's like. Yeah, fuck you, scoreboard bitch. Like that's yeah. what I love about Boston fan. Yeah. It's like it doesn't matter, bro. It was two to one. That's all that fucking matters. Exactly. Dude. Who gives a shit? You it guys. It doesn't matter if their coach was in there playing fucking goalie kid. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Two to one is what matters. We got the win. Dude, fuck yeah. Yeah. And fuck, no. and fuck the Jacobs family for like owning Fenway and double dipping on the Penguins anyway. You know what I mean? Like, oh, um, not or, Jacobs or not, family. No, not, not, not the Jacobs family. The other fucker, John Henry. Oh, John, Henry John Henry. Yeah, that yeah. shit bag. Yeah. He fucking had the, I mean, I shouldn't and say he had, had the, the balls ball. to roll around in that fucking Purdue jersey, basically. Like, yeah. you ever, when you saw that, did you think Purdue Boilermakers? No, I, 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 I'm a baseball fan, so I just instantly thought, uh, uh, pirates. pirates. Yeah. yeah. But I, I could I, I could see that though. I saw it and it looked like an old when I first and by the way, 
just a real quick uh one of the things the NHL does great is the merch around these big events. Like they do a great yeah. job every time out, but I don't know if I've ever seen it as good as this Fenway merch, like incorporating all the green monster green and like everything they put out yeah. and like the clat, the like using meth bear was really brave. I thought, and like it, it was perfectly. Risky. Yeah, it was risky, but like it worked perfectly. Um, I think the penguins, like looked amazing. I think their shit was like nice and clean and elegant and all that kind of stuff and looked very vintage. And I, I really liked it. But the first time I saw it, I definitely thought Purdue Boilermakers. That was like the first thing that popped <laughs> in my head. See, I, I, and I thought like both jerseys were solid. Like the whole getup, I think it, they all looked great. I think the NHL itself just did a great job marketing it. I think they, they put did. on a great product despite the weather and all that. I still think, you know, like, yeah, sure. We're the first 40 minutes, not too exciting, uh, especially as a Bruins fan. Absolutely not. But that third period made it all worth watching regardless of the outcome of a Bruins fan or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a great game. It was exciting, especially when Melkin or someone thought they scored when it was clearly like a second or two after like the buzzer. Yeah. Went. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch, if you watch the replay, I, my friend told me, cause I was like, you know, doing the whole train thing after the game, trying to get back out to Lowell where I was, I was staying with a friend in Lowell and like, I was like reading, like catching up on Snapchat and all the other things. And like, yeah, uh, my buddy that lives out there, uh, Craig, he like, he hit me up and he's like, Oh, dude, 0.5 seconds. That shit would have gone to overtime. Like, fuck you, Craig. We suck in overtime. What? Are you a Bruins (laughs) fan or what? You mean it would go to overtime and then a fucking shootout? We won the game, bro. Fuck that. I want to fucking see overtime. Hell no. He's like, it would have been exciting. And I'm like, you know what would have been exciting is if your ass was there. You fucking live here and you didn't even go to the game, bro. Like, come on, dude. (laughs) I flew out here from California. Overtime would have stressed me the fuck out, bro. Yeah, he has no excuse. I needed that two points, dude. I needed that big win nah. because even in the midst of like all the, like the Super Bowl esque like pomp and circumstance that happens, it's still a regular season game that matters. You know, what I, I know. Mean? So like, and the last thing you want to do is get off to a bad start for the new year. The calendar turns. The holidays yep. are over. No more excuses for being lazy. Like it's time to really gear up for the playoffs and the trade deadline and all that shit. Like for them to lose the way they did Saturday in the matinee to the Sabres, it would have really sucked if they didn't fucking win that winter classic. It wouldn't have been, oh, okay, it was still fun. It was the winter classic. No, I would have been devastated. I would have been fucking sad. It's, um, yeah, it is. It would have, I know I said like despite the outcome, like it was a fun game to watch. But yeah, no, it definitely would have fucking sucked because. It's just like it technically would have been a home regulation loss too at the time. Yeah, technically. So yeah. even though it's not at TD Garden, but yeah, still would have been technically a regular season uh or regulation loss uh for the Bruins, and it would have been the first one, and that would have just sucked because that's mm-hmm. that would have been basically the headline is like Bruins lose their first regulate get their first regulation loss at the Winter Classic, and yeah, it would have sucked, you know, man. Yeah, would I, I just. Sucked. I just personally had too much emotion riding on it for for that to not turn out to be a win. Like I needed that yeah. win because especially since I went to the garden Saturday, they had no business losing that game. They lost it. You know, they gave it away late. And what sucked about that was like I was 
I've been to two Red Sox games. I've made two different trips to Boston just to go to like Fenway because I did a day game and then I wanted to come back and do a night game. Yeah. So I went back out there a couple years later. I did a night game, drove up to Cooperstown, did the Baseball Hall of Fame. It was a fucking great time. But like I had yet to hear Dirty Water at a Boston sports event. Yeah. And so when that didn't when I didn't get to hear Dirty Water at the Garden, I was like these motherfuckers got to win today because I want here dirty water. And then the Boston pops literally yeah. like, Dude, are, like the sick. soundtrack. That was so fun. So fun. Had some like old broad in front of me that was like singing every word. And she was like impressed that I knew the words. And I was like, it's fucking dirty water, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she's like, nobody sings it with me. And I'm like, well, I am like, let's go, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was fucking it sick. Was, like everything they fun. did with the Boston this, pops, the, uh, I forget this, the band that was there, but they were, Oh, the black keys. Yeah. Black, black keys. keys. They were solid, which, dude. They were solid. Which is actually one of my favorite bands. And I actually saw them here in California back in October, like a full show of theirs. Yeah. Like, I didn't know who they were. Like I've heard of them, but I didn't really yeah. know who they were until, they started playing I'm like, oh, wait, I know some of their songs. But yeah, well, no, it was solid. like gold on the ceiling. Yeah, like that song. The funny thing about the Black Keys is I always tell people if you have ever played like NCAA football or MLB the show or like NBA 2K9, you've heard Black Keys music before because yeah, like it's they're always on those soundtracks and they're always on like iTunes commercials back in the day and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> They definitely have like a very commercial rock sound when it comes to like how people recognize them. But yeah. I actually just really love the band. And I, I just went and saw them during like their regular tour out here on the West Coast. And like I loved it. So when they got announced as the intermission entertainment, because I was wondering, I was like checking pretty much daily trying to figure out when the entertainment was going to get announced. There was no road to the winter classic this year it seemed like uh, there was no like yeah they haven't done it in a little bit like i was really looking forward to that because the one leading up to the notre dame game was really fun to watch like it was really gripping you know like yeah um it was like got me hyped for that game mm -hmm. and i wanted to go to that game but i'm glad i didn't because the infrastructure around that stadium isn't nearly what like the city of boston can provide yeah so i heard I heard it was a fucking mess with like bathrooms. It was like Woodstock, but a hockey game. Oh, and like, I'm like, fuck that noise, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah that. Just, I would have pissed my pants 20 times. Then. Yeah. And there's not enough kids like all the kids from school like that could work. The event were like home visiting family because it was during winter break. Yeah. And so you're not going to get a fucking you're not going to have the infrastructure in South Bend, Indiana in in like outside of like September, October, November, you know, like when they're playing like weekly football games there so yeah i'm glad yeah. i'm glad i didn't go to that one yeah I'm no what, i'm glad finway worked out and the way they changed the setup to this year compared to yes. when was the first one 2010 right the first one at finway was 2010 yeah yeah was, so uh, it's it, it looked good it was good and um really good everyone had better seats than usual with how they would have the setup and whatnot but it was nice but mm -hmm. And the Bruins have kind of been rolling since then. And they're, oh, you know, man. I mean, since I recorded, I last recorded with Brett on Sunday. There's been three games since we, me and him record as you hop on. And, you know, we kind of took care. I mean, that, you, that, uh, so that you, you, the Flyers, the Islanders, and the Rangers game. Yeah. That, that Flyers game was yeah. an absolute 
shit kicking. It was, I mean, you kind of saw that coming, especially with Krejci's, with Krejci's uh, 1000th game. And I was kind of yep. bummed that they didn't do like a ceremony for him. They kind of just, I feel like at some point they will, but I, I, I have know. some thoughts. I have some thoughts on that. I think two reasons why I think that they didn't do anything. One could very well be that Krejci just asked that the focus not really be on him. Cause that yeah. seems like to be the type of guy that he is, but also that was a matinee on Martin Luther King day. So like maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Krejci and the, and the team and the organization decided it wouldn't be good to like honor anybody else today. Cause we should really be thinking about MLK. Cause that's why we're all yeah. not working. And that's why we're having this 10 o'clock game on a Monday and, or this one o'clock game on a Monday. Sorry. It's 10 <laughs> o'clock for me, but, but like, I, I, I definitely think that had something to do with MLK and, and probably just Krejci's character as a whole. He probably just isn't, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that gives a shit that the cameras are or the the yeah. narrative is on him. Like you saw him uh, get the standing ovation and you see how long it took him to like acknowledge everyone kind of like he just like felt so awkward about it. Yeah. And he finally, you know, acknowledged it, whatever. And he, I he certainly didn't want the attention about him. But then after he's like, this is a game I'll never forget, because obviously you saw how the game started basically from start mm-hmm. to finish that line mm-hmm. fucking dominating. Krejci had himself three assists they tried really hard to get him a goal but they just couldn't yeah. make it happen and it was it was a great day awesome. for hockey obviously you know uh, great day to start my day off it was awesome yeah drinking, yeah and then you had the whole coffee day. i didn't have pants on it was awesome dude <laughs> yeah living your uh, life living your best life that's what's dude, up for sure uh yeah i i definitely think in terms of like the islanders and the rangers back-to-back games like like i said earlier back-to-backs always scare the shit out of me yeah but like I wasn't nearly as worried about the Rangers tonight as I was about the Islanders last night, because no matter how the Islanders play, they seem to give us fits. And like, no matter how their season is going, we seem to struggle against the Islanders. Yeah. When we, when we shouldn't, when we're clearly the better team on the ice and there was no sign of that last night. So that made me happy. And, uh, obviously beating the rags is always fun. Fuck the rags, dude. Like, yeah. (laughs) Um, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely am glad that like not only did we beat them, but we put goals up on that goalie that, you know, he won the Vesna trophy last year. So like it, like we had, we struggled to score against him last season. Yeah. And with pretty much the same guys, you know what I mean? There isn't a lot of difference here in terms of who can score goals on this team, because the only difference is, is that more guys are scoring goals, but all the main guys are still scoring at the same at the same pace that they usually do pasta yeah. might be on pasta might be on a different like trajectory, but like Marshan, I expect him to do about what he's done. And yeah. And Marshan will get back there. You can see that every game he's getting better and more comfortable. Another crazy stat thing stat is too going into tonight's game against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. The Bruins had eight, uh, eight goal scores of, 10 plus more goals so that's like a crazy set and that leads the league in depth scoring as far as that stat so by i think the next closest team may have had six and so it's wild because you you typically see a team like this or what you've seen in years past is their five on five play has really struggled and uh it really struggled even before uh bruce cassidy um and now well, not really struggled before Bruce Cassidy, but then in recent years under Bruce Cassidy, you saw it really struggle and they had to kind of rely on the power play. Now 
in all aspects of the game, this fucking team is lethal. And the worst part about their game, I guess you could technically say, is their fucking power play, which I think is like third or fourth in the league. They got the number one PK. They have the number one goaltending duo. I mean, they're five on five plays up there with the rest of them. They're a plus. I think their goal differential is a plus 71 on the year. I think the next closest is like 35 or 40 goals from from yeah. that. Like, it is wild. And not only that, you're getting like uh, the game against the Islanders. You know, you get goals from McAvoy and Forboard. You got their Brad Marchand goal after uh, Patrice got bloodied up by getting a puck in the face and the dude misses one shift and he's fucking back. He plugs up his nostril and he's just what back. What a captain, and, dude. Just fucking what a tampon, captain. dude. Like, just everything, dude. And he easily could have just sat tonight's game out, too, and just been yeah, like, we, you know what? I'll we had rest the game tonight. in hand at that point. We had the yeah. game in hand, like, especially after the Marshawn goal. Like, Actually, I'm curious that, how many uh, minutes he played tonight. Um, He seemed to play. He scored tonight. So, yeah, he scored, I, and of course he, he scored just, tonight he too. Play. So the PK, you brought up the PK, and like that is something that I got curious about a couple of weeks back. And uh, I have a hockey chat with a, with a couple of friends, and mostly it's Bruins chatter. And there, there's one guy that claims not to be a Bruins fan, but he definitely like loves when we talk about Bruins hockey in there, and he like gets involved in it. So like, I think he just like to be a little bit of a contrarian he decides to like not like take an allegiance to a team but um he lives in seattle anyway so at least he's not like oh fucking Kraken or canucks or some shit but yeah um i was talking to those guys like a couple weeks ago i just got curious out of the top of my head because i realized we kill off penalties like a motherfucker dude like yeah and and as long as i've been really paying attention to hockey like you get excited when you're on the power play, like this is a chance to score and get back in this game, or this is a chance to put this game away. This is a chance to wake the fuck up. Like yeah. power plays really do kind of give you that like endorphin rush that you're looking for when you need it. And the, I started thinking, who's the best PK team ever? I want to know, like, and I want to know, Ooh. can the Bruins eclipse that? Like the best single season PK. And I looked it up and it's the devils in 11, 12, 2011, 2012. They went 89.6 on the PK and we're at 87 and we've been, we've approached 89 several times this season, like, you know, after a stretch of good games or whatever. And the PK was struggling for a little bit. I think we dropped down. I've been watching it like a Hawk. So like, I think we, we dropped down to like 84 and a half recently yeah. and we're already back up to 87 because we just don't give up power play goals, dude. It's fucking awesome. It is it is fucking wild. Oh, so the Bruins are fourth in power play. So I think they dipped. Yeah, the, they dipped uh, after tonight, I believe. But yeah, they're right at 87 percent. I mean, it's they it, and you saw it dip a little, too. I know you saw you said mentioned that they it dipped a little bit uh, a few weeks ago or as as in recent weeks. But when Forbort got hurt and he was out for like about a month, you really mm -hmm. saw how valuable he was and oh my god people there's there were a lot of people who really hated that four-board contract and it's people need to understand like it can't just all be flashy it's you need a no. guy back there that's willing to block everything and maybe once in a while contribute and he's he looks way more comfortable this year he's just dominating the uh pk and him and Clifton have done a great job, but him and Carlo have done a great job on the PK together. And it mm -hmm. sucks because Carlo did take a blow tonight. And uh, I'm curious. Yeah, 
Bruins are off out. till Sunday now, which helps. But I'm curious to for see sure. if maybe they play it safe, rest him, and finally get Zaboral in there for a few minutes or, you know, get him some ice time. Maybe they call back Strawman back up, which I doubt. But it's, you know, Bruins have been very fortunate to be healthy on the back end for quite some time now since Forbort's injury, basically. And yep. ever since he came back, we haven't really dealt with much adversity, I guess you could say, or, you know, like, yeah, Debruska's hurt right now, but the Bruins' forward depth is scary, crazy good. We've been uh, extremely right? fortunate in terms of injuries, including Brad coming back way faster than he was way faster. To. Um, didn't we? We started the year without McAvoy. He came back way quicker than he was supposed to. They all did. It was fucking yeah. wild. And McAvoy and I, comes and I, back and scores. <laughs> and I honestly, and I honestly think I can't imagine being a guy like Brad. Mar- we know. We, I think we have a pretty good grasp on the type of guy that Brad is. I can't imagine being Brad and like watching this team get off to the start they were getting yeah. and not being like, like just painstakingly addicted to getting back on the ice. Like that would be like running my life. I'd be like, I want to fucking play with these boys. Well, like, he he did like, do an interview. God, saying... pause. I said that kind of weird. I want to play. I want to get out on the ice with these guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to play with these boys. Anyway, no, he. And and I look back to um, I look back to Brad like crying, like getting emotional after the playoff loss last year in Game Seven, yeah, where they asked him about Patrice, and like you could just tell how special that fucking guy is, how special they are to each other. I mean, dude, it's really it's it's really rare in sports to like win a championship with somebody early on in your career and still be playing with that guy all these years later in any sport, really, like. Yeah, it's like usually those teams get broken up. They go into rebuild at some point or whatever. And the Bruins have been fortunate enough to consistently make the playoffs and not really need to rebuild even since 2011, you know? So like, um, and I think that Brad plays with, with an energy that is unmatched across the entire league. And maybe one of my favorite energies in all of sports. And I watch all of them. Like, yeah. I watch a ton of sports and I can't think of a guy that gets me more hyped up than like either like super pissed off Brad Marchand or just having the time of his life, like a little fucking kid out there, Brad, Brad Marchand, like love both, the, both versions of that guy. And then, and, yeah, no, sorry. Go on. Well, I was just going to say, it's not even just energy. He contributes in such a huge way offensively and defensively. So like, yeah, he's not just like a ball of energy that just hypes up your team, like kind of like Trent Frederick, like most of the time. But Trent Frederick's now scoring goals and being a fucking I badass. I love Trent Frederick, too. Which yeah. We'll talk about a little bit if we're going to discuss the impending trade talks and stuff. Yeah, we'll get into that real quick right next. Our, uh, re- we will get into that next. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, But fuck, I forget what I was going to say now. The hell were shit i forget where the fuck i was going with that what what the hell were we saying right before you brought up trent frederick oh brad martian brad martian that's a guy like you were talking about his energy and what he brings on and off the ice day in and day out like the guy is just Mm -hmm. a machine and Uh, absolute fucking he's, he's a guy who doesn't need to necessarily like bring it every single night he could have easily like waited another month to come back from his injury. Like he didn't have to push like 
push so hard to come back earlier and train his ass off and rehab like crazy because he's a guy his rookie season he won the uh he won the uh Stanley Cup and I think he really wants to win it as a veteran though because that was his rookie season and right. he was a completely different guy completely different player than it kind of feels like you know he was still learning obviously as a rookie and oh he was very 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 this is a guy who's so fucking close multiple times but obviously 2019 is the one we remember most he was he was so fucking close and obviously like he he i think he kind of he remembers you know that one shift where he just like froze at the blue line got off too early whatever and i think it still eats at him and i think that's what drives the guy and makes him different and he's just uh, he seems like a guy who's so fucking damn proud and happy to be a boston bruin and the fact that he has been line mates with bergeron ever since he basically got called up to bergeron's line uh making his way up uh all the way from the merlot line that year to uh you know winning the stanley cup with uh patrice bergeron so you see what patrice bergeron means to him because you saw him mic'd up too he's like don't fuck don't fucking touch him whatever and he's like you oh yeah he's like you fucking touched him like no no i didn't blah blah blah. you saw the mic'd up stuff and it was fucking hilarious and he would die for patrice bergeron and you love that and he would die for any of his fucking teammates the guy's just such a team player he's happy to be here He's as hungry as the Stanley Cup as he's ever been before. And that's what pushes this guy day it's in. Like something inside him has snapped and he realizes it's now or never, especially with guys like Krejci and Bergeron. Yeah, like, no, he he knows the window's uh, small. Like, he knows the Post, window's closing. Pasta's going to resign and like McAvoy will be around for a while. DeBrusque is resigned. Coyle's there for a few more years. Like there's some of those guys that can still put together some winning seasons, but he knows. Like, if he wants to lift that cup one more time with Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, this is it. This yeah. has got to be the one because I don't know that we get one more year out of Krejci. I think we could probably get one more year out of Bergeron, but I also see him as a guy that's perfectly fine. If they win the cup, I doubt that'll happen because I feel like he's got he's definitely humble enough to just go out with the cup. Yeah, not, right off not, into the and sunset. Not, and not push it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. I can see that. I think the only way Bergeron comes back next year is if the Bruins don't win it all this year. But yeah, they're on the right path, obviously. Everything's 100%. going right, right their way, and they're working their ass off, and they're a hell of a team. But the trade deadline is looming as we're as we'll Ugh, dive into this. That right stresses now. me the fuck out, dude. It stresses me the you. fuck out because I'm torn between a lot of things and a lot of players, uh, a lot of assets and stuff like that. Like, I I almost don't want the Bruins to make a trade to fuck with this mojo right now. Like everything's just clicking for this dude. team. It's like nothing can go wrong, and when something does go wrong, they fix it the next period. And when you were when you were a kid, did your dad always tell you like if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it or don't fix it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and and you would get so mad when you'd say that like stupid ass shit to you because you like you're a kid and you think you know everything, but then like so many times you'd look back and be like, Dad was absolutely right. I tried to fix something that wasn't broken and yeah. I fucked it up even worse. That's how I feel about this team. Like never has that sentence made more sense to me. Like. I don't really know if I want to see any moves at all, especially for a guy like Hovart, if that's going to become like just a rental for the postseason and like the long stretch of, 
you know, April and May. Like, I don't really know because you got to resign pasta still. Right. So like, yeah. how are you going to, how are you going to bring a guy in like that and have him not be a rental? Like there's no way he doesn't go and get crazy ass money with somebody else in the off season. So like, are you going to give up pieces to bring him in to a team that doesn't actually technically have like a physical or statistical need for him right now? Like, yeah, I don't know. man. Also that I'm not even sure like what their cap space looks like, but I know they're, you know, right up against the cap as it is right now. And they're not even a playoff team. And they're basically Mm -hmm. admitting that it's rebuild time for themselves. And who knows what they're asking because he's a 30 goal scorer centerman already um, halfway through the season. He's producing like crazy this year. He's really, he's really tuned, like fine tuned his game. Like he is a 200 foot player now. Um, and he has been for the last few years, but he's getting better and better every year. I think he's mm-hmm. just shy of 50 points this season, I believe. And he yeah, is a stud. So what are what's Vancouver going to ask for? I mean, they're going to ask for too much. They're going to ask for like future pieces. Not only and that, like, it's it's what other teams have to offer too, though. That's the thing. It's yeah. like we don't have the greatest prospect pool, so. No. And, and that I think plays into this now or never mindset of the franchise right now. It's like, we're winning really, really, really like efficiently, like more than efficiently, like magical wins with the guys we have in place right now. So are you really going to risk someone like maybe like Fabian Lizelle or something like that? Or even Trent Frederick has brought, been brought up into the conversations. And I fucking hate that idea more than anything. Like I, I wouldn't give up Frederick right now with this team right now, the way they're playing, I would not be happy to see Frederick go. Even if it like involved a fucking guy, like, MVP status guy. Like if you were going to give up Trent Frederick now for like Taylor Hall two years ago, I would have been pissed about that deal. I'd have been like, yeah. fuck you. No way. Don't do that. I don't care if he won an MVP in 2018. Fuck yeah. that guy. Like, no, exactly. And obviously I'm not going to, I'm not going to name drop guys like Connor McDavid or anything. Cause that's just like retarded. Like not to, not to think that that would be fun to have, but like, yeah, for a guy like Bo, like, I don't know, man. I, or like, say they were talking about doing like, Trent Frederick for like Tage Thompson. And it's like, well, Tage Thompson's playing really well right now. He's having a hell of a season, but and his contract's like, not bad either, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But that would that would never happen in a million years. The one thing I hate when it comes to trade, and that scares me when it comes to trade deadline stuff, is how you're gonna go about the trade deadline and add to the team without taking away without taking anyone away from the team. And unfortunately, that does have to be the case sometimes. And it sounds like there are, there is a chance that like it could be Grizz, it could be Trent Frederick, it it could be multi, it could be multiple guys even so, and yeah. it's you don't want to see that because then, how does the locker room respond to that? Does it break break up the locker room? Like Trent Frederick's a well liked guy on the team. I mean, everyone's a well liked guy on the team mm-hmm. by their own peers. So, mm-hmm. I would hate to see them trade away a guy like that who's having a career year i mean obviously not a bo horvat year but he's having a career year um yeah he's going to be rfa at the end of this season Mm -hmm. and he's you know he's play. he's 
the way he's playing, he's going to get a pretty nice ticket next year. Mm-hmm. But that's I just don't think that's a guy that you can really afford to lose with the way he plays and the way that third line plays together because he is your quote unquote one of your tough guys. Yeah. You no, know, he will drop the gloves. He, you know, oh, he's Trent is a dude. I don't think he's, he's going to fucking goon. I love that guy. Yeah. I'm all in on Frederick, dude. Like I'm all in. Like the kid. Like just look at him sitting on the bench last night, laughing. What what appeared to be laughing at the tampon hanging out of Bergeron's nose. Dude. Yeah. Like, he's just a goon. And you yeah. gotta have that, especially in Boston, dude. Like in a hockey city like Boston, you gotta have a couple of goons, dude. No, That's he's was, he's fully was, embraced here. That's what was kind of tough about like Chara as the captain, is that he he's so lovable. Everybody loves Big Z for sure, but like it he kind of rode that line in between enforcer and like sweetheart and like yeah i like that bergeron just stays in the sweetheart lane like he's precious and he's a treasure and he doesn't yeah, leave yeah. that lane whereas like chara sometimes would like drop the gloves and like rough dudes up or whatever and you'd be like mm, i don't know i don't really buy it from him i don't buy the tough guy thing from chara cuz you're so fucking kind and sweet the rest of the time yeah. but like Trent Frederick, I buy it because it just looks like he knows that's going to be his way to stay on the ice. That's going to be his way to stay on good teams is like drop the gloves and fucking go like like backyard black court ice, dude. Like we're yeah. talking Ruck, Rucker Park in this bitch, dude. You know what I mean? Like and he's go. got that switch in yeah. him, too. He does he's got that and switch then- in him, too. This year for him to start scoring and getting involved in the offense in such a way <laughs> like, ah, oh, makes me so happy, dude. And then yeah, dude, it's nice seeing him contribute on like multiple in multiple ways rather than just, you know, trying to spark the team. And you re- you remember when he first came into the league and kind of he was getting himself mm-hmm. in the doghouse All basically the by, you know, getting dumb penalties, trying to looking for the fight. Him. He was looking yeah. for the fight back then. And and you and, can see him really maturing now. And when you and, and see, I thought I misread the Felino pick up i thought felino last year was supposed to be what trent frederick has been this year and like i misread that because like felino's like almost like having another captain on the team like he yeah exactly he is like he is literally uncle nick dude and like i don't need him to drop the gloves and like fight but it was great when he did the other night i was super yeah. stoked about that like especially against that was against toronto too right like that yeah was the against toronto wayne game simmons he, yep yeah so like I do love just the core of guys. They obviously have the fucking craziest culture in their clubhouse in their in their locker room. There's there's something in the water. It's dirty water, but there's something in it and like everything is working. So the trade deadline this year as opposed to years past or year like trade deadlines with any of my other teams where I'm looking forward to possible changes. Yeah. I'm terrified. I'm fucking terrified because I don't want to rock this boat, dude. Yeah, like this, no, exactly. These guys are as fucking consistent and like, and like, they're like fucking a well-oiled machine. They're like a good Dunkin' Donuts location, bro. Like it just, <laughs> it's the same every fucking night out. You walk in yeah. there, extra lodge, Corolla, three parliaments and take a huge dump or whatever the routine is. Right. Yeah. Like, but like, uh, by the way, that's like the best SNL fucking commercial that's ever been produced like that shit is so funny the duncan one with uh casey affleck 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I fucking love Duncan, guy. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, I love... Oh, such a good... I have that whole thing, like, memorized. But anyway, like, they're like a well-oiled machine right now. And, like, the coaching is great. And, honestly, the moves that Sweeney has made at the last couple of trade deadlines, like the Taylor Hall deal or the Hampus Lindholm deal, like, how fucking great that has dude, turned yeah. out. Holy shit, that guy. That was a great trade, and a lot of people bashed it at first, but it's you finally went into a season where when obviously McAvoy came back, you mm-hmm. truly have a 1A, 1B situation, and you saw how, mm-hmm. I mean, Lindholm stepped up big time when uh, McAvoy was out. So, Oh, dude. He did he, a great remember job. That, remember that night? I think it might have been against the either the – I think it was against the Rangers early in the season. Or have we played them yet? I don't remember what team it was against, but – he fucking took the puck in overtime and just went coast to coast and just ended the game and said, I'm done. Remember that? Yeah. Like, like where he went all the way down the ice and just weaved in and out of guys like he was fucking Pasternak. Yeah, yeah. And, just and he had a fucking snipe. Oh, oh dude. Yeah, I forget awesome. who that was against. But yeah, no, that was like, it's like, holy shit. What kind of fucking player Where'd that did come from? Yeah. yeah. No, the guy's a fucking stud and they locked him up. Yeah, that's the guy good. who's not going anywhere. So they have their two de- like main defensive players back there. They have their two guys. Yep. They obviously have Carlo too, who's locked up for a little bit, and he's been playing great as of lately, even though he just got injured. I don't see that's a guy who's being moved. I think if the Bruins were to make a trade, I wouldn't mind. I I like the D how it is. I think it's solid enough. I think the way all six defensemen are playing that you don't need to really fix anything. Yeah. Like it would be nice to have a little extra depth back there, but you do have some down in Providence and, and Strawman and over, uh, not O'Reilly and Riley, but getting a guy like Bo Horvat's tough because you're right. There's, you have a lot of guys to fit under the cap and, you have a guy who's going to take up more than half half of the remaining cap space. So it it, it is tough because mm-hmm. Bo Horvat's a true 1A, 1B uh, centerman. He's having a hell of a year, and I th- I think the guy's going to be, you know, have a, have a great career as he already has, but I think he's just going to be mm-hmm. a solid player for many years to come even after this because I think he's, what, 27 or 28, I believe, right now. So he's got plenty of life uh, ahead of him in the NHL. But it's I'm scared what you're going to have to give up for that. Uh, I, I would love to get Bo Horvat. Uh, it's just at what cost is it going to cost us? And that's one of the main guys I would want them to go at. There isn't any other name. Like, I wouldn't mind Taves at all, but mm-hmm. that's a lot that you might have to give up a lot to get to get the Blackhawks to retain so much salary. Yeah, I don't I don't really. I, I I personally think that in this particular situation, if I currently sat here and felt like the Bruins are going to be a playoff team, but we're going to lose early because it just there's these teams that are this much better in the East. And it's like, I don't feel that way right now. I don't. And so therefore there's like, no, the only thing I go into the trade deadline looming with is, is, is nervousness. And like, I do think that Don Sweeney has clearly has clearly shown that he can fucking pull off some crazy ass like one-sided deals. It's pretty insane. As much shit he has as, had like, some great trades. Yes. As much shit as I'd like to give Don Sweeney for some of the other shit that he's done since I've been a fan of the team. Like I haven't been that impressed with him, but like like if I look at Taylor Hall and I look at Hampus Lindholm just by themselves and then bringing in 
Felino for cheap at the end at the twilight of his career. Getting Krejci back. I, I obviously I think the boys got Krejci back. I don't think Don had very much to do with that. Well, you know what's crazy? Do you listen to Spit and Chicklets? I, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they interviewed uh Montgomery and he said the day after oh, he I, got I listened the job. To yeah, I he listened spoke to he spoke with uh he spoke with uh what's his name? Uh Krejci, God, that was so. a that was a funny but, interview, dude. Yeah, that was that was, that was a, a great funny. interview. Did you oh fuck, I gotta mute my TV. Um did you what was it? Did you see Krejci's comments after I know we're getting a little sidetracked away from the um No, that's fine. That's fine from the uh trade deadline talk but did you see his comments after his 1000th game he basically said um he, i the coaching did see change them, but i can't great yeah i saw his comments but i couldn't remember what he said but yeah it was definitely it seemed like there was some there was definitely some like excitement that things changed while he was gone for sure yeah, so like veterans really just didn't like him. And well, it's like look at like Tom Brady retired last. When I say him, season. I meant Cassidy, by the way. But yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I think you know Tom Brady retired last year after the you know exit in the playoffs, and then we thought, okay, he's done. Like Tom Brady's done. Like he should have probably retired after 2020 when he got that fucking seventh championship and that seventh, you know, that extra Super Bowl MVP on his mantle. But like, yeah, he came back cause he's Tom Brady and he's fucking just a psycho. So then he leaves and then Bruce Arians get fired and Tom Brady comes back all of a sudden. So I know there's some like validity to that much beef being like enough for a guy to just walk away from it. Like I definitely believe players do, fucking bail if they don't like and honestly <laughs> even even though the Bruins made the playoffs last year it it was a long season without Krejci you could see his absence you could see oh 100% as great as Hollow was last year yeah he just yeah. couldn't fill that void and it was hard to fill that void and he comes back and now yeah you have a trade deadline looming and you have to think about the future, but you have to think about right now. Yeah, right. I would love for the Bruins to go all in, but at I what cost? Feel like I they mean... did that in the off season, though. Yeah, no, they. I, I, if you saw, if you were paying attention on Twitter, you said you jumped back on Twitter like around the summer, right? So like, yeah. I was paying attention all summer because after watching Brad cry, my first, con- my first number one and number two concerns were get both the David or no, get, get Patrice and the other David back. Like we got to get Krejci back. Like if there's any possibility of that happening, I want it to happen. Yeah. And, and so like all summer, those guys are all like doing like weddings, like Charlie, Charlie got married and like I, uh, Coyle got married. Coyle, and somebody yeah. Else, yeah. Clifton did Connor Clifton get married. Somebody else got married and there was these weddings. Two go. Tuka got remarried got or something remarried. like that or married or whatever. I don't yeah, know in, what his situation in like, was in like Venice. Right. And like, they were all partying with like Lucic and shit. Like they were yep. all partying. And I was like, fuck it, dude, bring back Krejci and get Milan back too, bro. Let's go. You know, like he's a goon. He's a, <laughs> I, I remember that everyone was going crazy to get Lucic back, but fuck yeah. man, that's a, that's a big, uh, that's a big ask. That's a big sure. ticket. That's a big but ticket. But look, like you, you brought up Eric him. Halla. You brought up Eric Halla and how great, great he played in Krejci's absence last year. Well, guess what? What did that turn into? That turned into Pavel Zaka. Yeah. Which, and who just signed an extension, a great extension. Just a great, He's been fucking thriving since then. 
it's player and franchise friendly, the contract that he signed. And like, I think that he just that alone is like, okay, I liked Eric Halla and I would have got behind him, but I wasn't like, if Krejci was playing last year, we may not have, he may not have been able to play at a level that would be like the come up that Zaka ended up being in that trade, yeah. you know? So like, I don't know if you saw, there was like a Bruins like Reddit or something. My friend sent me a screenshot one time. It's like the funniest thing I've ever read. Like I was like literally like ready to call an ambulance. I was laughing so hard, <laughs> but it was like, it said Don Sweeney traded for Taylor Hall in a cave with a box of scraps. You know, like, like the fucking Iron Man quote. Yeah. And it's like so true, dude. He's pulled off some one-sided deals, man, that just make teams look foolish, bro. Yeah, but no, he has. They're all teams that are a mess, though. They're not teams that are making the playoffs every year. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, No, he's it, he's fleecing them, basically. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, the whole Taylor Hall trade still baffles me. Like, what, like, how it actually happened and how it went down without even having to give up an asset. It, I was fucking Andres shocked. York is a fucking like, minor league player now. I was like, Taylor Hall is coming to the Bruins as like a newer hockey fan. I definitely knew who Taylor Hall was. You yeah. know what I mean? From the beginning, like he was a big name. And I was like, that dude was an MVP a couple of years ago. He's coming to the Bruins. And like, what did it cost us? Like nothing. It cost nothing. nothing. Never mind. Now we got Curtis Lazar too, who who <laughs> ended up playing a huge fucking role for the Bruins, yeah. especially in that Stanley Cup run. It's just, it's it's wild what he's done. Yeah, he's been questionable when it comes to drafting, and everyone wants to go back to the 2015 draft. But you have to remember, I think fucking, I mean, McAvoy basically fell to them. But I think McAvoy was the 2016 draft. So like he hasn't had terrible drafts. He could certainly do a better job, but when what he lacks in his drafting, he makes up for when it comes to signings, when it comes to trades and whatnot. Like, yeah, Holla that Holla uh signing and adding Holla last year, what whatnot, like it it got the job done for the regular season. It wasn't enough for the and maybe they were hoping for it to be enough and right. you know just kind of get lucky and it wasn't enough. So he learned from his mistakes. Hollow outplayed his contract and mm-hmm. he, he was a great, you know, soldier for us, but on to the next one. And we were fortunate enough to get a one on one for one with Zaka and devil fans basically wanted to get rid of Zaka because he was part of that 2015 draft. And he, he was, yeah, they were, they were, happy, they were happy to see him go. They were like, good riddance, have fun with him. And he's been fucking money for us. So yeah. And he's the Swiss army knife for us, dude. dude. He fucking, he's played every fucking position besides goalie. Basically. Change, it feels like it's, it's change crazy. Of, change, change of scenery matters way more than people really put into it, man. Like look at, and, and even like to Bruce's credit, look at how well Bruce is, is coaching that Vegas team right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, who's who's dealing with injuries all season long. Yeah, it was time for him to get a change, too. And like, I I understand that there was definitely beef in the locker room and there was definitely like a a difference in vision for the team in terms of like the veteran players and what they wanted. They wanted to be doing on the ice and how the and what they wanted to see in the lines and stuff. But, you know, Bruce was still the coach. So like, yeah, like. I love I love all these players and I think they're all fucking sweethearts like Patrice and Brad and everything, but he was still the coach. He was just doing his damn job. And like I didn't dislike Bruce at all. I actually thought it was kind of dumb 
to fire a coach that consistently gets you to the playoffs. Like I, it's yeah. like, I mean, you're Boston dude. Like you can't miss the playoffs several years in a row and like, have it be okay with that fan base. Like we're with that city. Like they'll still love you, but like, they won't show up for you, dude. Like, yep. Like that team, that city now has been so spoiled since the turn of the century. Like you cannot, you cannot fucking like be a consistent loser. Look how fucking, look how much hate the Red Sox are getting right now from the same, from the same Bruins fans on Twitter are shitting all over the Red Sox in the same conversations. Yeah. I'm one of them. (laughs) I'm one of them. Yeah. They're so fucking shitty, dude. I feel the same way about the Giants, bro. Management, not just management has sucked ownership has sucked but what comes down yeah. to the bruins is like how you know basically probably one of the few reasons or many reasons however you want to look at it that led to the bruce cassidy firing is how well yeah. other teams have been doing over here i mean yeah pa- patriots have sucked whatever it's you know yeah. it, it is what it is they had so many years of pure domination you had the Celtics make it to the finals last year. You have, I mean, the Reds, the Red Sox, the season prior, they had that deep run. So, and the Celtics, the Celtics are going to be good for a while. Like, yeah. that's the thing is they're not just like, they're not. A so one-off. the Bruins have to compete with them to be relevant, yeah. basically. I mean, they're always going to be relevant around here, but right. the Bruins are going to have to compete year in and year out. They can't afford to basically make the playoffs be a first round exit. And so be it when the Celtics are making these deep runs, they're getting better and better every year with their young core. So yeah, it's, there's a lot on the line. Everyone's got a lot on the line. And the thing is, I said it last week too, um, or rather earlier this week, that Sweeney has done a phenomenal job. And yeah, it's it's scary to think about the trade deadline and what pieces could be involved in moving uh certain uh, to get certain players or whatnot. When we mentioned Trent Frederick or or Grizzly, who's really shut me up this year because I was always a Mike Riley guy over Grizzly guy, but he's shut mm-hmm. me up. But it, it, he has to also think about the future because he signed that multi-year contract extension. I'm which I'm assuming I don't think that end up coming out how long his contract is i I, i'm assuming it's like yeah yeah assuming it's like two or three years well the other thing too is that i think about the future still too the other thing too is that you know uh cam neely's in the front office and him and don sweeney are like teammates and buddies and all that kind of shit too so like yeah there's that that duo isn't going anywhere but if i just look at my favorite sports franchises for the giants i have this farhan zaidi guy who managed to sign Carlos Correa and then like change his mind about it. And then and then lost we got, like, out on fa- judge. We got faked out on the judge thing. Sounded like that was going to be for sure. And then that like shit, that shit got reported. And then the Correa thing happened and the, the giants, like, you know, he moved on from Bruce Bochy not long after he got there, they did nothing in between. So they won 107 games in 2021. They fucking did nothing to improve. And they just thought that they were just going to go out there and do the same thing again without a guy like Buster Posey, who's basically like the Patrice Bergeron of baseball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so like, so if I look at that team, I'm pretty disappointed with that front office over the last five or 10 years. I'd much rather have uh, Brian Sabian back. Brian Sabian was a fucking master and a genius, and he got us three World Series. If I look at the fucking Cowboys, 
Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones can't get the fuck <laughs> out of their own way half the time. They're yeah. Idiots. They let guys like Amari Cooper fucking walk for nothing. They got you know, like they got egos, man. They can't get they, out of their own way. And then my my basketball squad has been the Orlando Magic since I was a little kid loving Penny Hardaway Sheesh. as a ten year old kid. And I couldn't even tell you who their fucking GM right is right now. Like yeah. they're such a mess. But like. If I look at just the front offices that are running the teams that I show up for week in and week out, night in and night out, like Don Sweeney's doing the best out of all of them. And I can't even believe I'm saying that because I thought like a year ago when he fired fucking Bruce, I thought, what an idiot. Is his ego that big? Like that guy gets but to the playoffs. But the thing is, I never thought it actually was Sweeney. I think it I, I think it was Naley who went above his head and kind of oh, yeah. called for it and ends up being the right move. Uh, it ends up being a fucking brilliant move, to be honest. And when it came to the coach hiring, Montgomery was my number one guy, and I'm glad we got him, and it's paying off. I mean, sometimes, like you said, a change of scenery is good for everyone, and not that DeBrusque I mean, necessarily had a change of scenery, but he had a change in coaching, which was dude. kind kind of similar. And it's night and day how much better and more comfortable he is right now. I mean, he he's thrived under Cassidy before, but yeah, yeah. the guy is just a different fucking breed. This like this time around, it feels like it feels like yeah. he's just like he's starting a whole new career, basically. Oh yeah, he's like ageless too. Like he just seems like he. But dude, he played on a fucking broke, uh, fractured ankle leg. And he hurt his hand and fucking still scored two goals in the Winter Classic. And then, yeah, you know, so and if you watch behind the B, and he it, doesn't he go all the way back to that 2015 draft? Isn't yeah, like yeah, the one piece that we got from that draft that's working out? Well, we got Carlo, we got Zaboros, oh, right, right. um, okay. but we missed on some fucking superstars. Zenishin was our first pick of that draft, and that was a big swing and miss. Uh, yeah, no, but, but like, there, there are some other, uh, obviously there were other guys that, we that were available out. that are superstars on other teams now, right? And that's why everyone hates that draft, right? Yep, yep. So there's other there's other guys out there that are like stars where they're playing now that we. The reality have. is too though, p- people think like, like yeah, if he drafted a little bit better, could have won us a, a Stanley Cup, you know, twenty you know, anywhere from 2016 to 2019. Sure. It, could, it probably would have helped in 2019 if we drafted but they a little still bit went better. To game seven in 2019. Yeah, I like, know. That's and... the thing like that. They had no business losing that series. That was bullshit. I, I, that, that makes me sick to my stomach. I don't really, I don't, I, if I look back at 2013, like I don't really see losing to sh- that Chicago team that was in the midst of a dynasty. I don't really see that as a big deal. I think that like, that was going to go either way, but like losing to yeah. that blues team and, and, and having home ice, you know, advantage, all that stuff, getting out in front in game one to where it looked like it was going to be a pretty breezy series. You just swept, I think the hurricanes to get there. And yeah. like, I, I just did not, I did not go into that Stanley cup final thinking there was any chance we would lose. And I blame, I blame, uh, blame John ham for that because, um, <laughs> He is a huge blues fan. He's from St. Louis. Obviously, I'm talking about the actor, but um, he was getting interviewed before game five. And he's like, if things go the way I want them to go tonight and the way I think they're going to go, we're going to go back to uh, or it was game four, or game five. I can't remember, but the Bruins were about to take command in the series. Yeah. And like they would have gone up three to one. I was actually out in Boston during that game. I was like, that was a fucking heartbreaker because 
I was at Boston Beer Works eating and drinking and having a good time, which is no longer there, by the way, which sucks because the yeah, pandemic took, took out the peace. fours and everything. Yeah. But like um, I was at the Boston Beer Works that night, like right outside the garden and tickets were just outrageous and I couldn't go. And I was just like, dude, it was like my first day in town, too, for like a whole long ass weekend where I was going to go up to Cooperstown and do New York City and everything. Yeah. And I was like, I can't freaking blow my like budget just to get into this game. And then they lost. So I was. I was like, well, at least I didn't fucking spend 500 bucks to go see yeah. them lose. Shit. <laughs> I know. Jeez. But, but yeah, dude, Um, I, I blame I blame John Hamm and uh, actually uh, Riley for that loss. Oh. I, I think Hamm cursed us, but um, Riley was just like, he was like Frederick. He was just like out there chasing the fight and chasing the penalty in that series. Yeah. If, if, if I'm right, I think it was Riley. But I, I can't remember for sure because that was I'm like four to... years ago, and I was still really kind of like new to learning the teams. I'm back trying then. to think. Like, but I know Mike sure Riley, Riley was just a fucking stud that whole playoff. Like that whole like but he, he had was... some dumb penalties in that final. Like, yeah, I'm trying. It's all kind of. I try to block out that fucking year. Yeah, as no fun shit, as the dude. run it was. It is. Although still... that is when I that is when I like fell in love with charlie coyle so like he's still to this day my favorite player on the team oh yeah charlie coyle and marcus johansson together that year that was fun i love right that it was yeah so yeah i mean it basically leads us up to the trade deadline again because yeah we're talking about charlie coyle and marcus johansson it's just like that was a solid piece at the right piece to add and yeah you could you could critique like we said you could critique uh, Sweeney's drafting, but you certainly can't country country. Holy shit. I can't even talk anymore. You're getting tired, bud. We're going to have to wrap this up soon. <laughs> I can tell you're um, fading. It's like what? It's almost midnight out there, right? So it, I think the edible is going to hit sooner than later. Fuck. And um, I got it. I actually, uh, it's only 842 here, but I, I'm actually meeting a girl tonight. Like hey, after we wrap up. So there you hey, go. Man. Yeah. So, uh, but we got to go do. Yeah. That's, that's the thing though. It's, I trust Sweeney when it comes to the trade deadline. And I I firmly do believe too if Bergeron, if if leaders come if leaders go to Sweeney in that office mm-hmm. and just say, Hey, like, I don't think you should add to the team, I think he'll listen to them. And sure, he might take the blame if say they don't win it all, and then they're yeah. like, Why the fuck didn't Sweeney do anything? He'll just fall on that sword basically for the guys, yeah, or maybe the guys will come out after saying we told him like we don't want to add like change anything about this this. there's a leadership on this team that i've rarely seen in team sports like it is insane it's very similar to my giants teams that won those three world series they always had really good clubhouses yeah you're right extreme leadership from guys like buster posey who quietly just commanded a certain level of everyone respecting the game and themselves and the team and everything and i think that had Sweeney gone to or Cam Neely or whoever was the idiot that thought it was a good idea to sign Mitch Miller, if they had gone to the team oh, first, yeah. that never would have happened. Would have never happened. They never, never that happened. never would have happened. And that was one of those moments where it's like, why are you fucking with this? Like, could, was, that guy, that guy can't thing. be, that guy can't be that good. The Arizona Coyotes decided he wasn't worth keeping it around. What the that's fuck, a, bro? That's like, the first red flag when the Coyotes don't even want this prospect. They were like, fuck this first round pick. He's not worth the damn. Yeah. Like, it, it, no, it's just exactly. Like, you know, people always want to like make that argument about guys like Kaepernick or whatever. Well, if Kaepernick hadn't had 
stood up to this particular topic, he would still be playing. No, if Kaepernick was any much any better of a fucking quarterback, he still would have been playing. Because yeah. like Michael Vick literally went to prison for killing dogs, and he got a hundred million dollar contract afterwards. Oh, People That's love crazy. fucking dogs, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Kaepernick just couldn't throw the ball at the NFL level. Like he was a flash in the pan and it doesn't matter like that. He stood up to the man or whatever. He didn't get blackballed because of what he did. He got blackballed because he wasn't worth what he did in terms of talent and skill level on the field. And I feel like that was very similar to like, if the Mitch Miller guy isn't fucking Connor McDavid, the second coming, I don't want any part of knowing how good he is, like, or why they would even yeah. think that was remotely. I mean, I would, smart. I wouldn't even want say, say he's got the skill level of Connor Bedard. I wouldn't even want that risk. I wouldn't even want to deal with that because it's just, dude, especially uh, right so, now in this climate. Yeah, like, can you imagine if Michael Vick got in trouble today? He would have never saw the field again. Never. Never. No more, yeah. no more fucking sponsorships. No more endorsements. You fuck, you fucked with an. Remember that Netflix special? Don't fuck with the cats. Like you fucked with animals, dude. <laughs> like you're yeah. like less than human when you do shit like that in most oh. people's eyes because yeah. animals are like defenseless creatures. Like they they can defend themselves in like nature, but they can't. They cannot fucking tell you to stop doing what you're doing. They can't yeah. say no. You know what I mean? Especially so like, dogs, man. It's just, sure. I mean, I'm so not a cat. Dogs person. are just so fucking loyal. Dogs are just yeah, naturally are, loyal man. creatures. Yeah. Dude. They'll fucking so like, die for their owner. They will. They will. They'll literally like drown to save a kid from drowning. Like it's yeah. happened. It's like you see. Yeah. You've seen crazy videos like that, man. It's yeah. Wild, but crazy, dude. Crazy. No, it's like, I, 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 I think that if he had gone to the team before that happened, it wouldn't have happened. And I think that you're right about the trade deadline when you say, like, if this team goes to him and says, hey, you may have to make a move or you may not have to make a move. Yeah. I feel like we should just keep riding what we've got going here. Because any piece that you give up is going to be a piece for a rental. I don't see anybody on the market right now that's like a Hampus Lindholm that you can sign long-term going forward. I don't see a guy like... Taylor Hall, who you can re-sign and like shore up for the next ten you, years or eight you, years. You also just don't really have that luxury, even if you wanted to. Like, it's you yeah, gotta cap, take care. You gotta cap, take care yeah. of pasta first, and then see. Which 100%. is why I firmly believe that's going to happen before the trade deadline. I wouldn't be surprised. I said it earlier this week if it's done within the next two weeks, you so that basically that. gives yeah. me like a week and a half, maybe a little bit less. I I wouldn't be surprised, and it sounds like things are heating up. You heard Elliot Freeman talk about it, so I think that needs to be wrapped up in a sure thing mm-hmm. before the trade deadline to help Don Sweeney realize which direction he wants to go, right. because if they lock up Pasternak, then there it's there's probably. A, a very solid chance that if they do make changes, it's going to be a rental player. It's not, I, they're not going to spend or send assets or anything mm-hmm. crazy to get no. Bo Horvat for a rental. They're going to, you know, water it down a little bit and find someone else, you know, maybe Taves, maybe, I don't know. There's a bunch of names out there. Um, none that are too sexy right now to me. I don't want Kane. He's, he's been a injured team. a lot this year. There is, a team in the NHL that's ready and willing to sign a guy like Horvat or, 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 or how do you say fucking, I always forget his name. Horvat. You said it right. Yeah, Bo Horvat. Horvat. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. I, there's a team out there willing and ready to sign that guy for 
similar money to like what pasta is about to get probably. And like, it's not the Bruins. It's not well, the thing the is too. Bruins. He's a centerman. So he's going to command gonna, a lot of money. Command fucking cheddar, dude. Like, yeah, and I don't, I, I don't want any part of that. Unless he wants to be part of an organization like that. And he'll take that little bit of a pay cut, but he has no reason to do that. Why would he get last fucking paid, dude? Dude, last year's Bruins, I'd have been like, go for the rental, fucking go all out. This yeah. might be it because we didn't have Krejci and like the. You team thought it was the last run wasn't. last year with Bergeron. I you really thought, thought that was it. Yeah, I, I thought, thought Bergeron was, was coming at the end of the season. I was like, I think Bergeron's coming back. He's just still too good. But there was that doubt right there. There was that doubt, yeah. and. I, I definitely for sure. was confident that he would come back even during the playoffs last year. I was like, I don't, I, I, I say, regardless of what we're doing, I think they'll get Patrice back. Yeah. But they could have gone all out and got him the cup last year. And that would have changed probably everything. Yeah. But like they weren't getting the cup last year. That fucking avalanche team wasn't getting stopped. And Dude, like, no way. That's, that's if what you they get did out of the, the fucking, line. that's, that's if the bees got out of the East against fucking Tampa, who got they, back to another final. Never mind that they couldn't even get past the first round. So no shit, dude. But who no knows? Shit. Maybe Nothing next time sucks. we talk, it's a different story. Yeah. We'll have some trade, possibly some rumors. Maybe if I don't have you on again before the trade deadline, certainly we'll have you For on sure. after. I would um, love to, and I'll bring Eric with me next time. Not Eric Halla. We gave him to the fucking Devils. Yeah, yeah. We I'll don't want my anything. Buddy, to do I'll with bring Eric my buddy Halla. Eric from Linfield. Yeah, and, no, that uh, would that would be dope, and we can talk some Bruins hockey. We'll talk some Bruins hockey. He love he would love to have this exact conversation, right? And he's gonna be dying to hear like what we talked about tonight. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, bro, link me, bro. Link me right now. I'll listen yeah, to it. Yeah. So. No, but, it'll be yeah, good, I, especially it's been when fun, we... man. It's been yeah. really, really fun. I do gotta like I gotta I know you gotta go to bed. I gotta run out and, and have a drink with this gal that I've been chatting up for a few weeks. So um, oh boy, Applebee's heck yeah, man. Uh, no, we're going to a more of a local place tonight. Yeah. I did tell her that was an option though. Yeah. So for yeah. the listeners, I definitely do. Like, I, I don't know if I feel like the Applebee's in my hometown is like different than any Applebee's ever that's ever existed. A lot of like, Applebee's around here. I guess it kind of depends. Like it's fucking shitty. Like they just, yeah, don't they're just like a shitty place. chain. Yeah. They're a shitty chain, but here. It has kind of become like a de facto sports bar and like it has regular. Yeah, like yeah, I'm going dude. I'm going there to watch the Cowboys and 49ers game on Sunday because the store manager is like a huge Cowboys fan and her whole family's coming and they're all Niners fans. So she like needs my support. So I'm fucking going. Oh, for hell yeah. You know, no, like, around yeah, here, I'm, like you go to the bar or if, yeah. if you dine in there, like don't expect anything great because they just don't update their places nah. around here. And I, and, and, the, and I like I will literally text all the time. Like, oh, dude, I'm going to the bees tonight to watch the bees. But it's like B-E-E-S. Oh, and then B yeah. Oh, you S. said that before we started yeah. recording. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Well, my yeah. kids and I have been calling Applebee's the bees for years. Yeah. Because like once we became like regular like friends that. there, like we we, you know, like the staff, like we became friends with all the staff and everything. And like some of the bartenders became like super good friends of mine, like outside of Applebee's. Yeah. And they always call it the bees like, Oh, I'm working at the bees tonight or no, like I'm not working at the bees anymore or whatever. And so like, yeah, I was already calling the hockey team, the bees. So you got to yeah. differentiate it in a text. You know what I'm talking about? Because it's B E E S. Yeah. I'm yeah. Talking exactly. about Applebee's. But like, yeah, we, we go down there. My kids and I, like I, I have two young daughters. They are eight and about to be 11 on That's Valentine's awesome, day. Man. 
and single dad. So like we have a ton of fun together. I take him to, I would have taken him to that winter classic if the price was right. Like if there was a chance that I could afford to do all of us for that classic, I would have taken them. But, um, they have been to like a bunch of Dave Matthews shows over the years. They've been to a ton of giants games. Um, but like they, they, their favorite bartender at Applebee's actually her maiden name was Bergeron. And I only knew that because of social media. No shit. Was, yeah. Cause she was married to, a, uh, she was married to, um, uh, someone and had his last name. Like when you talk to her. Right. Yeah. So like, but like I, dude, I even have a hard time remembering her actual, like her married last name because I'm so focused on the fact that she's a Bergeron. But yeah, like, <laughs> that's so all got, that matters. She's like, like an auntie to my kids, and so like they love her to pieces. And when she left Applebee's, I decided, you know, like she moved on to like a different job or whatever. I decided it would be like perfect to get them Bergeron jerseys. So when we go down to the, to the bees to watch the bees, yeah. like they're rocking like taylor's name you know and so yeah, like, she yeah. loves that and so yeah i'll send my kids to fucking school on uh bruins like game days like if there's a game day on a monday like i'm fucking sending them to school in their jerseys and their winter classic <laughs> beanies and shit Hell they yeah, love dude. it dude it's cool. Hell yeah. man, dude it's been wicked fun to talk to you bro and like i hope that uh it was a good conversation on your end i i enjoyed it for sure yeah this was a blast it's nice because like you're good at talking and you you know different perspective you know like yeah. a, someone who's i guess technically still newish fairly newish yeah, to yeah for game. sure i'm cutting my teeth on hockey but i'm pretty deep on the bees for sure like yeah no I, I actually have a hard time watching other teams i feel like their broadcasts are really boring when you got a guy like jack edwards running nesson you know yeah. <laughs> jack and brick are so funny to me that like the other broadcasts are fucking snoozers man see jack it's jack makes me I, and you're right though they they are like snoozers jack makes me laugh but some of the times I just think he's a complete fucking dildo. Like he just says some absurd stuff and it drives me fucking bananas. The more bizarre, the better in my, in my like lifestyle. I I hear where you're coming from though. I I love people that have the energy just to say whatever they're thinking, like the bravery in that. But yeah, Yeah. he's, like last night, he's like, "It's just a joke. Don't come after me." Like he shouted something out. Yeah, talking about. Talking about fucking Phil Kessel being tubby or whatever. I don't remember what it was, yeah. but like, I can't remember who he like made the fat jokes about, but I thought it was hilarious. I mean, oh, like Pat if I Maroon. Was, yeah. Pat Maroon. If I was that player and I was on the chubby side, I'm a, I'm a chubby guy. So like, dude, if you're going to like have the, the, the like frame of mind to like clown on me from the, from the broadcast booth. I love that dude. Let's, let's yeah. go. You know, that's like, yeah. it's really, you know, in the end, they're a bunch of fucking grown ass men, dude. They can handle yeah. it. You know what I mean? So no, for sure. Anyway, like... bro, um, I'm going to tap out so I can go, uh, get ready and, and go out and have a drink. And then I know you need to probably, you need to tap out to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I still got to edit this too. So not right, much dude. editing though. It was pretty smooth, but um all right buddy well that'll wrap it up for only bruins i appreciate everyone who's uh who tuned in listened uh dude it was awesome having you on that was a fucking blast i'm looking forward to i mean almost fucking two hours tonight dude um but i'm i'm looking forward to having you on again maybe a little bit closer to the trade deadline and we can get your buddy on too and we can just 
you know, stir up some rumors, have some fun with it, talk Bruins hockey. And yeah, and then we got fucking playoff time right after that, bud. Yeah, you dude. Know, so it's right around the down. corner. That's that's the only bad part is like once you get over the hump of the uh second half, like after the halfway point of the season, then it's just like then you're getting in like, oh, we have 30 something games left, 20 something. But the well, teams that haven't been as good as they should be get good about this time of the year. Yeah, so like yeah, and they the make dominance. Moves. Yeah, the dominance won't probably continue till the very end that we've been experiencing but damn has it been special it's been yeah. really really fun no it really has but that'll wrap it up man like mm-hmm. i said i really appreciate you hopping on this was a fucking blast so easy Make to talk fun, to man. you and there's it's yeah. always fun talking burn talking with especially people who are out of state and find out how I'd, they grew to love the game and the bruins i'd love to be the person that you reach out to to find out what you know what the california mindset of a bruins fan is from time yeah, to time no. absolutely dude no for sure you guys, man. Are all, you guys are all right there in the fucking thick of it and like for yeah. me it's like magical just coming out to that city and just i have like the time of my life every time i'm out there so yeah i love it dude i'm no I'm for sure man uh, i'm definitely looking cup yeah oh hell Let's yeah get that dude. fucking cup bro. <laughs> i'm looking forward hopefully one of the many times I have you on after this yeah. that we can that we can talk about a potential Stanley Cup in our near future. But that's going to wrap if it I up for only Bruins. If I don't get out there for like the game, which is going to be super expensive to get out there for. Oh, geez. Yeah, I'll be there for the fucking parade and we'll get fucking buckled together. Oh, dude. my like, God. Yeah. Dude. Wicked hazies, like double fisted. We're going to turn that into our own Stanley Cup parade celebration. Holy shit. Fucking bend it. Speaking of wicked hazies, one last thing. When I was in the, I was at one point in the bathroom at at Fenway, just taking a leak, you know, at the urinal, and I had like two wicked hazies in there with me. And yeah. I just started like quietly going, "Let's fucking go, let's fucking go." Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's and people hilarious. started singing it with me, and guys outside the restroom were all fucking getting into it, like yelling into the bathroom. That's it fucking was awesome, awesome, dude. Dude, that's all. None of those motherfuckers knew that I was from the Redwoods in California. They probably (laughs) thought I was from fucking Lowell, dude. You know, fucking Dorchester. That's fucking Uh. Mike the Mouth from Malden, that right there. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. Have a good night, bro. All right, buddy. Take care, man. Peace. All right, folks. Well, that'll wrap it up. Thank you to Adam for hopping on. I really appreciate it, man, dude. That was a fucking blast. You're an awesome dude. Hope. You get lucky tonight, buddy. Hope you have fun with the uh, with the lady you're meeting up with, and hopefully you get a dub like the Bruins got a dub tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for Only Bruins. I appreciate you guys who are still listening. Till next week, folks. We love you all, or I guess I love you all. Stay cool. Peace. Because I'm TNT.